This is Homer and Tony. Oh, baby. Having a conversation with the mushroom man? He could be asking Jake Plummer, what was it like when you retired? Because Plummer retired when he was really young. He's like, I'm, I'm about to get in these mushrooms, bro. <laughs> you want I, some of this mushroom arm? I, I, think, I think I'm great Here, with you. Here, try some of these. I'm great with you on that. Fall into something beautiful. Do we all strive in life to be at peace? Yeah. You strive Why wouldn't you? I don't know. It's not real high on my list. It's on the list, but what is higher than peace? I wake up each day and go, you know what I need today? I need to be at peace. Oh, I do. Pebble, do you? You need to be happy. Striving every day to, to try and be happy. Trying yeah. to find destiny. Ah, shut up. Destiny. <laughs> this dude must be getting close to are you better guesser. He's starting to weird out. Broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue. This is Homer and Tony. No Homer, no Tony. 94.5 ESPN. I am Gabe Knight, so he is Brian D. We are your cousin subs of the day, hanging out for the guys. They had to pack up and get kicked out of Madison Square Garden after a way too exciting quarterfinal matchup in the Big East Tournament. They stink. And I'm talking about Homer and Tony, and you, and Jen, and Chewy, and Greg and Ben. I walked in here to do Marquette Pre and Halftime yeah. on the network today, filling sure. in for you, my friend. Sure. It smells like a high school locker room in this studio, so I don't know what the protocol is. I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take his package out of Chewy's book and say, I got my guy. I haven't been here for the last four days, so I, I don't know who's fine. been funking up the Gruber Law Officers One Calls That's All Studios, but it, it's, it's not me. It's funky, but... I'm combating the problem as best I can. I lit myself a tiny little candle. I don't know what the protocol is for a fire in the studio. Um, <laughs> but this is, fire alarm here this is Roland Pine. It is okay. Siberian fir pine and cilantro. So hopefully it smells like that very soon. Oh, all right. Making it smell nice here in the Gruber Lofts is one call. That's all studios. But of course, the big news of the day coming from Diana Rossini, who's making the rounds on ESPN, talking about how the optimism within the Jets is that they are going to be able to trade for Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers era is coming to a close in Green Bay. And I just, I have avoided. So again, I've, I've been on vacation, Brian. I was out in Las Vegas. I was playing golf um, with the WPGA event that was out there the last three days. And. I've avoided a lot of things because you're just kind of in your own little world when you're in Vegas. Sure. And, you know, so I obviously saw the news this morning, though, when, when Diana was tweeting about that. And then she goes on Get Up and, you know, goes through the ESPN car wash with the information she was able to dig up and, and report on. And I'm just conflicted because I understand where everyone is coming from in terms of, oh, it's definitely time to move on. I understand the people who are sick of them. I understand the people who are just ready to move on. Right? Like, I get it. But also, I am just terrified as a Green Bay Packers fan. Sure. Because, yeah, he didn't have a great year. I, I, can't, I can't say that he played well in 2022. Straight up, he didn't. But there have been other years where, I mean, I remember five years ago, everybody thought the last couple of years under Mike McCarthy that he was done. Like, when he came back from that second injury... Um, of the collarbone he played. People weren't talking about it then. That was just kind of a lost season because he had the collarbone injury for the second time. But that last year when McCarthy got fired halfway through in 2018, or toward the end of the season, not halfway through, everybody thought he was done. Like Not everybody, but like there were a lot of people thinking, okay, he's done. Time Obviously, the Packers yep. thought he was done in 2019 after they went 13-3, and three, mm-hmm. or at least he was going to be close to being done, which is why they drafted Jordan Love, which was a miscalculation on their part. 
But I just don't, I don't know what Jordan Love is. Of course. And that's terrifying because we're three years into this thing, and I don't have a clue. So, I have zero clue. Here's the narrative I would make up in my own head to make myself feel better about the whole situation. And you're right. Everything you just said is spot on. We don't know what Jordan Love is going to be. There will be growing pains. There are but, going but, to be bad games. You can't give up immediately. I sure, get all that. Sure. But I don't even have a feel, man. Yeah. Like, I don't, I have zero feel. Yes. Like, with Aaron, again, and, and it was based off of a, a small sample size. And I recognize it's a small sample size. But at least I kind of felt, oh, okay, I saw some things. Over the course of in, in, in a game that meant something for the Green Bay Packers trying to get the number one seed back in 2007. And Brett Favre gets injured, the Packers are down, and he leads them to being what was a pretty entertaining Thursday night game. Okay, I've, I've got a feel for it. Then you start hearing the whispers of, oh, McCarthy kind of wanted to go to him, you know, and maybe bench, bench Brett Favre in the NFC Championship game. You start hearing those whispers, and you're going, okay. And I remember going, yep, I'm ready for Aaron Rodgers. And mm-hmm. I, I I was ready for it, even though Brett came back and went to the Jets and, and did that whole thing. It's, right. I, I had a feel. I have zero feel for sure. Jordan Love. And, and you're not going to. So here's the narrative I would tell myself. Aaron doesn't want to be here. Oh yeah, 100%. If, if this goes down, uh, and I know people will come at us, 800-990-3776 is the ESPN Wisconsin talking text line. I know everybody's going to come at us and say, well, the Packers drafted Jordan Love, and the Packers gave Aaron permission to flirt with other teams, and that yielded this cross-country private jet trip by Woody Johnson and Robert Sala and Nathaniel Hackett and whoever the hell else was on the plane. The Packers gave permission. Yeah, well... They gave permission because they have an understanding, too, that, yes, they want to move on, but the ball is still in Aaron's court. If Aaron decides this afternoon, you know, I can't do it. I can't freaking do it. I can't do it. Guess what? He's going to be back in Green Bay, right? So Yeah, but I don't think the Packers want him here either. No, I totally agree with you, but, again, the ball is still very much in his court. Yep. So the narrative I would tell myself, and it's, it's a fake narrative that I'm making up for myself to make myself feel better as a Packers fan today is, Dude doesn't want to be here. I have to move on. Whatever whatever the consequences are, whatever the good and bad for Jordan Love is going forward, he doesn't want to be here, and we have to move on. 800-990-3776. We're going to go out to Mark in Janesville. Mark, you're on Homer and Tony with Cousin Subs of the Day, Gabe Nitzel and Brian D. How's it going, Gabe? So I was going to throw this out there because I've been hearing a lot of people say it, uh, that you reiterated it um, just before the show starting uh, that Goody didn't say yes when he was asked a yes or no question if they want him back. He actually kind of kind of did. He gave the lazy yes. He said yeah, but then he just carried on with what else he had to say. It was one of those Midwesterns where it was like, yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah. You know, one of the Midwestern, yeah. Yeah. you, you responded to the question. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a lazy yes because they. I think the Packers do understand that he has that skill set that you do want, but they just don't want the drama. I mean, I myself, I can move on from the drama, but I would more than want the the skill set still. And I think the the beefing up of uh, Jordan Love during his talks was still to keep a value on a potential trade for Jordan Love. Yeah. And so I just, I, I don't think, like, personally, I don't think I can't sell out to the idea that this is done yet. I think Goody and the Packers, I think part of it is giving Rodgers 
full transparency. So they have that to go on too for any kind of argument or reasons. They gave them full transparency to go ahead and talk with the Jets and whomever else might knock on the door. Yeah, but I think they still want them. Honestly, appreciate the call, Mark. So yeah, that that is the other thing. Is it's not a done deal, and with Aaron Rodgers, you don't know. Well, the the other thing is the compensation portion of this is really fascinating to me if it gets done, and I think that's the reason it it, it hasn't happened already. To be quite frank with you, because not only do you have to work out a trade, right, which will probably involve some draft picks uh, headed Green Bay's way. But you need to figure out the contract aspect of this. And I know there was a report, I think it was Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network that reported that the compensation or the the workings of the contract has been worked out. I don't know that I buy that because it's very complicated in a sense that, okay, if I'm the Jets, I'm not paying the entirety of that salary. I think the Packers need to take some of that financial onus on themselves, right? And how much is that? Because the Packers aren't going to want to pay diddly squat, right? Like that's that's the way you would want to structure it. So if this happens, I could see it taking some time because I could see that whole negotiation getting pretty contentious, not just over draft compensation, but also who's paying this $60 million contract or are we just tearing it up and starting anew? Yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of thought that Rodgers was going to tear up the contract and start anew once he went to that new team because that $59 million balloon payment that is due isn't due, you know, it, it, it doesn't have a specific due date. I guess before the start of the season's the due date, so... That would be, to me, up to the team you're trading him to. Figure this out. This is, which is why I have always been skeptical of anybody saying, oh, the Packers are going to get a haul. Because, A, Aaron Rodgers is going to be year-to-year at best. You're not getting a multi-year commitment out of Aaron Rodgers. We've seen that the last couple of years. We thought we were getting a, multi- a multi-year commitment from Aaron Rodgers in 2021, or excuse me, in 2022 when he signed this big contract about a year ago, and now here we are. Clearly, it's a year-to-year thing. So you're getting one year, whereas, and I, and I heard Jason say this earlier, when you're talking about that trade package that um, the Denver Broncos gave up to go get Russell Wilson, yeah, maybe if you trade him last year, you get something similar to that. But what was, what was the first thing that Russell Wilson did when he became a Denver Bronco? Locked into a long-term deal. New you deal. knew you're comfortable giving up a couple of firsts, a second, three players, because you know he's now going to be your quarterback for the next five years. I don't think you're getting a first for Aaron Rodgers. No. I'd like, I was hopeful for a first just based on the Peter King report. Right around when the Packers season had ended, and there were... He was reporting that the Jets certainly had interest in Aaron Rodgers and that Woody Johnson would be willing to do two firsts. I'm like, okay, that seems steep. Maybe they end up getting one first. Yeah. Because Woody Johnson is crazy enough. But I, I, I and yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for a first, but it's certainly possible it ends up being a conditional first, just like it was when they traded Brett away. Sure. Um, one last thing. I know we got to talk to TVV of Fox 6. He's coming up in just a couple of minutes here on Homer and Tony, Brian D, and Gabe Knight. So, one is your cousin's subs of the day. Do you think this is all just a shiny, elaborate distraction? Like From what? From negotiations with another team. Because if, there was, if I was to pick one team to be a shiny, elaborate distraction while I was working the back hallways, if I'm Aaron Rodgers in some other organization, if I had to pick one shiny distraction, it would be the New York Jets. They'd because they'd fall for it? They'd fall for it, number one. Nobody in the national media has more uh, like 
public fans. Sure. We're talking about Greeny, uh, who made an appearance on McAfee yesterday and was just, he said he'd sacrifice <laughs> his pinky toe to get this done. Like, it is a shiny, like, dance over here. Woo! We're the New York Jets. Ah, we're getting this done. We're going to fly across the country. Woody Johnson, private jet. Meanwhile, maybe lurking over here are the Carolina Panthers or the Tennessee Titans or the Indianapolis Colts. I wonder if this is just some sort of elaborate concoction. I, I just don't because or is I, I there don't. too much smoke. There's a that to me. There's way too much smoke. And B, when you start talking about teams, when and I know everybody thinks that, and it was kind of just misconstrued when he had said it on McAfee. And and there are now some people out there that just think that all Aaron Rodgers cares about is winning MVPs, even though he prefaced the statement saying, hey, if I come back, I want to win another championship. And when you start having that conversation, and you're only going to be a year-to-year quarterback, no matter where you end up next year, it's going to be probably a relative long shot to win a Super Bowl. But of all the teams we're talking about, I mean, the Jets were incredibly close to making the playoffs, despite having a rotation of Mike White... Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. Yeah. Like those were the three guys down the stretch. They're playing must win games, must win games. And those are the three that they have to turn to. And they're still almost winning games. So that is a team to me that even if they don't get MVP Aaron Rodgers, certainly it becomes a playoff contender. And then, you know, once you're, when you're a competitor the way Aaron Rodgers is, you can talk yourself into anything once you get into the postseason. So that's the only team that makes sense to me. I feel like the Raiders are a ways away. Yes, they have Devontae, which would be attractive, but they have a lot of other things they need to figure out on that roster. That Jets roster, it is young. It's ready to go. It is ready to go. And that's why And I, I get the hesitancy of like, man, this seems too easy. Uh-huh. Seems too easy. Uh-huh. It's usually not this easy. But I think this is one of those rare instances where it just makes a ton of sense because, again, like it's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Which unfortunately then also then hurts you in the compensation coming back. 800-990-3776. Quickly we go to Nate in Germantown. Nate, you're on 94.5 ESPN. Nate, are you there? Is it Brian? Oh, okay. I guess we'll go to Brian in Milwaukee instead. Brian, you're on 94.5 ESPN. Good name. yeah, he yeah a different Brian. So hey, so my question, uh, my question would be: Do you see a uh, scenario where they would uh, include Zach Wilson in a trade? No, no, no. I don't think a. I don't think the Packers want him. B. The Jets have been steadfast in their belief. And again, that's another reason why this thing makes sense because the Jets have been, despite everybody laughing at them every step of the way and every time they say this publicly. They have belief in Zach Wilson. They still still think that Zach Wilson can be the quarterback of the future. They just think he needs a little bit more seasoning. So if that is true and they actually believe this, which is hard to believe because we've all seen Zach Wilson in play the words football. Of Tony Romo, I don't know, Jim. <laughs> it's not um, great. This is the same organization that uh, uh, told Derek Carr to his face that they think he's a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, well, I mean. But if you do believe that about Zach Wilson, this makes even more sense. Where you can bring in Rodgers, he can learn for a year under Rodgers, and then he plugs back in there after Aaron Rodgers retires. We get the opinion, we get the takes, and we get the thoughtfulness of Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports. TVV is coming up next. The three most important letters in sports. Even better than those. TVV. 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 It's Fox 6 Sports Director Tim Van Voren on Homer and Tony. 
Tim Van Voren is brought to you by Mars Cheese Castle, a Wisconsin landmark that you need to experience off I-94 in Kenosha. Meats, cheeses, bakery, bar, and restaurant all under one roof. Learn more at MarsCheese.com. Always a good day when you get to talk to three-time, three-time, three-time sportscaster of the year in the state of Wisconsin, Tim Van Voren. Three times. I'm Gabe Knights, and he's Brian D. We're the Cousin Subs of the Day here on Homer and Tony as we welcome in from Fox 6, Tim Van Vorn. Good afternoon, Tim. Gabe and Brian, an unexpected pleasure. I love it. Yeah, look, I'm excited to talk to you because, again, when it comes to covering the Packers, you know, you've, you've got a pretty good pulse. You think this is actually going to happen. Have you allowed yourself to believe that we are actually indeed on the verge of seeing Aaron Rodgers once again following Brett Favre's footsteps and go play for the New York Jets. Only recently, Gabe, to be honest with you. I have said all along that I think uh, Aaron Rodgers will be back at the Packers. Never thought retirement was a legitimate option and just thought when it came right down to it, it would be Green Bay. Uh, but recently, I, you know, so many signs of just pointing in the other direction that I have come to. Um, accept the fact and, and, and kind of visualize what that will be like for both parties. And, you know, we've kind of been joking around, uh, you know, when it's on the air on TV or with you guys in the various shows, you're running to people in town, and it's always like, well, when did, just wants a decision, just a decision. Now I've, you realize how, how large this decision is, the magnitude of this decision. And, you know, it's franchise-altering uh, for both of those teams. So, Tim, I think a lot of the smoke around this trade turned to fire in the hallways and bars and restaurants of Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. I know you were there kind of covering the media availability for the Packers. Take me inside. Like, I always wonder what those conversations are. Like, personally, Tim Van Voren, are you at Elmo's having a steak and, and, and chit-chatting about what rumors are happening. What are the hallways like? Are they dingy? What do they smell like? Like, Take me into what the combine rumors are. Elmo's is beyond me, okay. Brian. Uh, and, and quite honestly, beyond most of the, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't say, you know, the non-national media. Let's put it that way. You know, the NFL Network is there. That's a big deal for them. ESPN is a big deal for them. National writers are, are in Indianapolis. And, and some of them are getting the same elbows. But there are a lot of other places in Indianapolis, all right there, all downtown, uh, that are frequented by – it's astounding how many people are in the NFL at the Indianapolis NFL Scouting Combine. So you're going to see people in restaurants. You're going to see people in bars. You're going to see people in uh, convention center hallways. You know, you could, have a, you could have a surprise conversation on the street. I mean, I've had a few of those uh, over the years, once in a while, you know, during the day, sometimes you run into somebody at night, and it's just a you know more comfortable conversation on their side of things. So I would not, by any means, pretend that I am uh, you know wheeling the elbows around with uh, the likes of the NFL insiders on those national networks. Uh, but you do run into a lot of people, and in this particular case, what it really reminded me of, Brian and Gabe, is uh, what it kind of illustrated for me is this whole Aaron Rodgers thing is. It's really situational fatigue for those involved. You know, as, as fans, as observers, as media people, we all have our opinions of Aaron Rodgers or where you think these decisions, you know, could have been made, any of that stuff. But you're talking to the people who are on road, have been on road trips with him for years, in the, in the training rooms with him for years, in, in those victorious locker rooms, in those, uh, you know, 
locker rooms after a loss, in the off-season workouts, in the off-season just get-togethers in California. All those things, such so much more personal um, on the line for all the people involved. And it's situational fatigue for them, but it's hard for them to be so personally riled up against or for Aaron Rodgers the way fans seem to be because they know the guy. They, they, they do the best. They've gone the best and the worst with him and they have those personal relationships. And, and that's what struck me this year. Never has before, even in the last couple of off-seasons, with the same, some of the same people that I'd be talking to. This year you could see it and feel it was different. Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports, joins us here on Homer and Tony, 94.5 ESPN. You know, Tim, you mentioned situational fatigue. I'm curious if you got a sense or an inkling of that being in Green Bay throughout the season. You, you did your tremendous... Uh, post-game interviews with A.J. Dillon all season long. You had great proximity to that locker room throughout the regular season. Did you get a sense of that coming from the Packers throughout the season, or is this more of a postseason, oh, we're, we're doing this again, situational fatigue? Uh, more of a postseason, to be honest with you. I think in season, uh, almost everybody involved can just kind of flip the switch, and we're playing football, and this is our weekly routine, and this is what we do. Um and so I didn't sense as much during the season. And I think, you know, that's partially why the mood has changed here as we've gotten away from it, too. Because in this, and that's why I still thought, you know, despite the, the, the issues, the, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers could flip the switch and get back and just play football, play another season, uh, have a kind of a, a, an uneasy alliance, if that's what it took. Uh, so not so much during the season, just because of the single mindedness of what that is. Uh, so that's where I would go with that, Brian. You know, I, football to me is is still more of a team game than basketball or baseball. Those guys are, are really independent contractors in those other sports, and, and fans accept that. In football, I still think there's a team aspect to it. You know, a couple of years ago, you're talking guys rooming together in St. Norbert's, you know, I mean, for training camp. It's, it's just much more of a team, a sacrifice, we're in this together kind of deal. And I think that's what started to fade away. Uh, whether that's current players maybe wondering about that or even the Packers organization wondering about that. TVV, I have based most of my opinions over the last week or so based on your question that you asked Brian Gutekunst. You just asked him point blank, do you want Aaron Rodgers back? And when mm-hmm. you you know get a, yeah, but it has to be the <laughs> right fit, mm-hmm. that to mm-hmm. me is when I knew he wasn't coming back. Was that similar for you, or do you think that there is still a chance that Aaron Rodgers decides he doesn't want to play for the Jets and only wants to play for the Green Bay Packers? I think there is a chance. You know, I don't think the the, the door is completely closed on that. But again, my mood has shifted. My thoughts have shifted. Uh, some of that coming off, as you said, just that question and answer exchange in Indianapolis, Gabe, and uh, you know that's that's where this is. This is the first off season the Packers haven't begged Aaron Rodgers to come back. It's a new experience for Rodgers. It's a new place for the Packers. And it might be ultimately what sends things in a different direction. Uh, you know, so, Rod, but is it totally closed? I don't think so. I, you know, Rodgers, a couple years ago, what was, the, what was kind of the consensus pick that he would be back with the Packers when he was so furious the day before the draft? 5% by, by some people who, you know, really know the game. And then he comes back to the Packers, you know, so... It's always been a very high-stakes game of chicken and, and the money involved and, you know, the compensation the Jets would have to give the Packers back here. Those things all do factor in. But I think we all can, can, can look, at least it looks like, 
the market has shrunk on Aaron Rodgers. Do you think Carolina's in it? Do you think Tennessee's in it? Do you, you know, New Orleans is not. The Raiders? I don't think so. It's Jets or nobody. So, you know, could the thing fall apart? He's back in Green Bay. It could. Talking with Tim Van Vorn, Fox 6 Sports. We're going to continue our conversation coming up next on Homer and Tony. It's Homer and Tony on 94.5 ESPN. Continuing our conversation with three-time Wisconsin Sportscaster of the Year, Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports, Gabe Nigel, Brian D. hanging out in for Homer and Tony. They are out, probably drinking some milkshakes right now in New York after Marquette. <laughs> hanging out with Raph? Out, yeah, sweated out a victory. Yeah, you know Homer's hanging out with Raph. Those guys are boys. Those I can't, I can't imagine they would get into any Fireball and Mountain Dew, which is Homer's favorite cocktail, which I, I'm, I'm not a thousand percent certain of this, TVV. But I think if you put Fireball and Mountain Dew in your gas tank of your car, it would just start right up. Get you right to the Saturday uh, championship game. There's nothing in between for Homer. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe more on Marquette in just a little bit. We're continuing the conversation around Aaron Rodgers, and you were making the point, TVV, um, in the last segment about who's left in terms of the Jets, and maybe that means that Aaron Rodgers comes back, but... Also, I think what that means is, and this has become part of the conversation today, the compensation piece for this for the Green Bay Packers. I do not believe that they are going to get a big haul of picks or players or anything like that in return for Aaron Rodgers. What do you think they will get in return for Aaron Rodgers if indeed he ends up getting traded to the Jets? I think they are seeking compensatory relief, salary relief as much as anything else in this situation if you're the Green Bay Packers. I don't think, you know, you have to you have to get a pick uh, to, I don't want to say save some face, but you have to get something coming back. But if they can offload that contract uh, with as favorable a term as possible based on, you know, what they've gone into this with, I think they would view that as a victory. Now, the Jets then would, you know, on their side of things, um, and I know Jason Willey had an article about this in, uh, you know, in some of the stuff that he's been writing about. Uh, they, I mean, what are they going to give up and for what degree of certainty to have Aaron Rodgers? So compensation is a big part of this. And if no compensation, no compensation is agreed upon, you know, the Packers are back with that very large salary to deal with. TVV, when do you think we might get news one way or the other because as much as we feel like this is close, it's still a lot of hearsay and, hey, the Jets are on the plane and now we may or may not have worked out compensation. And I I think that could get uh, as tumultuous and contentious as anything between the Packers and the Jets if that's what they're currently working on is how much are the Packers going to take on in terms of salary? And what are the picks going to be? How long of a process do you think we have left here before we get news one way or another? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm definitely on high alert like it could happen at any time, but I'm not thinking, oh, there's, a, there's an unofficial deadline of 10 o'clock tonight or something like that. I, I think this could go through. The, it, could, it could happen at any time. It could be while we're having this conversation. I think if, it, if it's going to go that way, I could, that's a possibility. But it could easily be. Uh, next Thursday when we're talking uh, on these airwaves and, and still wondering exactly where it's going to be. Please no. Please, TVV. You're a powerful the, person. Make sure it doesn't last <laughs> another week. That's the situational fatigue game. That's, you know, that, to me, that's it right there. Ed, I mean, I, I can't imagine there's anybody that says, uh, I mean, maybe uh, network TV executives, but who else is saying prolong this? 
I mean, the Packers, I'll guarantee you, they're not saying prolong it. Zach None Wilson. of us are saying prolong it. Fact, fans aren't saying it. I don't think the Jets football people are saying it. And yet, uh, as Brian points out, the, the compensation could very well be uh, something that has to keep going and going and going before they can agree upon it or agree to not be able to come to an agreement. Well, the other part of this, TVV, is Aaron Rodgers still has to make the decision, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the Packers and the Jets could, could agree upon trade compensation and can agree upon how much salary is going to stay one place versus the other. But the ball, at the end of the day, as it has been in the postseason sometimes and sometimes not, it's in Aaron Rodgers' hands right now. He still has to be the guy at the end of the day that picks up the phone or whatever and says, look, let's do it. Let I, I, and, and will he be able to do that? The ball is still in his court. That's, the, that, that's very well put out there and, and explained and correct. And, uh, you know, flashback a couple of years ago, he wasn't going to play at all. Well, then, you know, he decides I'm going to come in. And his press conference when he comes in for training camp was, you know, I was I was mulling retirement as recently as what the night before or something. He said something like that. I mean, you know, I I, I mean, I, if you take him at his word, that's that could happen again. You know, he is in control of the situation, and if he comes back to football and there's no compensation agreed upon, he's coming back to the Packers. They aren't going to cut him. They, so they are at the merge. They don't have the cards that Aaron Rodgers has in this. Um, and I may, I'm, what do you two make, by the way? I don't know if this is connected or not. What do you two make, by the way, of you know, every day there seems like a little morsel story out here that comes along, but it's by somebody different every day. It's Trey Wingo or it's Dan Graziano. Today it's Diana Rossini. What do you make of that? It's the Jets angling, right? <laughs> like it's got to be. With, the, with those three... Uh, you know, it, it, it's got to be the Jets trying to get this thing across the finish line, right? And coaxing it out there and trying to create a positive narrative. Gabe, I don't know what you think. Um, eventually, at some point, we're going to get those same stories that make Green Bay look like the good guy, right? Because the Packers, at the end of the day, don't... That's been the whole thing. It's been the whole thing is angling and positioning to look like the good guy at the end of the day. I think, and maybe I'm wrong on this, TVV, and I'm going back to the question that you asked Brian Gutekunst where he talked about fit. Not only did that open up the door for Aaron Rodgers no longer being here, but I think it also opened up the door with Goody going, you know what, so what, I'll have to be the bad guy. Ted Thompson was the bad guy back in 2008, and it worked out for that guy. Ended up being in a Packers Hall of Fame, ended up winning a Super Bowl. Sometimes in this position, you have to be the bad guy, and maybe that's something that Brian Gutekunst is finally coming around to. Uh, you know, I think you might be right, and I think the posture the Packers are taking on this, in, in, in 2008 it was, we picked Rodgers over Favre, which quickly spun into anti-Favre. You know, the, the organization mm-hmm. is anti-Favre. My view of what the Packers are doing this time around is pro-Jordan Love. You know, we can, have, we can have Rodgers back or we won't. We understand he might go, he could retire. We are backing Jordan Love. There's been no hesitancy. There's been no glitch. You talk about, you propose a question to Brian Goodekunst about Aaron Rodgers, and he says, well, it might, might have to be the fit. What's the question about Jordan Love? 100%, he's ready. He just needs to play. 100%, we believe in him. So organizationally, I, I think the Packers are positioning themselves as pro-Jordan Love right now. The dust settles however it may around that. What can you tell me about Jordan Love? What can you definitively tell me? Because at, at this point, TVV... As a Packers fan, I am terrified because 
I know what Aaron Rodgers... I know he didn't have a great year in 2022, but I know that he can bounce back because I've seen him bounce back before. I know what Aaron Rodgers is and can be. I still have no idea for Jordan Love, and I don't want to take away those 10 snaps because they were, they were good. You know, he played well in those 10 snaps against the Philadelphia Eagles, but he was in garbage time against the Eagles for 10 snaps. And any quarterback who was drafted in the first round has looked good for 10 snaps at some point in their career. Like, I, I, so I just don't, and, and I don't mean that as a negative thing. I, I, it's, when it comes to Jordan Love, literally TVV, I am just a blank slate. I'm looking at, I feel a blank, just white erase board. That's exciting. It could be a beautiful drawing. <laughs> you have to, you know, with the limited sample size to this point, you have to go on what other people tell you. None of us have enough uh, of our own personal evaluation opportunity. Yeah, I'm around a lot, but the parts of practice that would really tell you if the guy's, you know, getting it, progressing, something special, are not things that we can see. So I talk to, you know, players on the team, off the record, what, you know, not grilling them, but just over time, you're talking, you're having these conversations just as I did when Aaron Rodgers was on the scout team, just as I did when Brian Brom was around or Max Flynn. You know, I mean, Tauscher can tell you, guys can tell pretty quickly on who some of these guys are. Do they progress? Do they not progress? So I'm going on those conversations, and they are largely positive about Jordan Love. For my own personal observation, and, you know, most of us have had the exact same level of observation in game action, Philadelphia was, was nice. That was fine. He stood in strong. He looked good. Uh, he completed a 63-yard pass that was a crossing pattern to a guy who ran away from everybody on the field. Let's, re- let's understand what that was. Uh, so take nothing away from Jordan Love, but statistics and, and uh, you know, overall takeaway can be one thing. My biggest disappointment for, from Jordan Love to this point in his career has been the second half at Detroit, the tail end of last year, the regular season game. Rodgers played the first half. Love knew he was going to come in in the second half. And he, it wasn't like you were thrown in with no preparation. You know, Rodgers gets hurt, you're thrown in. No, you knew you were going to play in that football game, and I don't think he showed in that game what I would have expected from him. Kansas City, I can, uh, I can uh, accept that and excuse that away very easily, and I really didn't think he played that poorly. The, the Eagles this year, he did what, anything you would want him to do. To me, that other game is the sample that sticks, and it doesn't stick positively. TVV, we appreciate the time, my friend. Pleasure talking with you, and I know Homer and Tony can't wait to talk to you next week. Yeah, and maybe we'll be talking about the Somehow we'll be talking about the exact same subject. Who knows where it will be on the timeline by then. Yeah, very good possibility, but also it's tournament time next week, so who knows? Maybe me and Brian are back talking to they, you on Tuesday yeah. on the Thursday because they're going to be traveling to Columbus. Yeah, maybe they'll be in Des Moines, you know, Albany yeah. perhaps. You know, yeah. Tony Smith loves Albany this time of year. He can't wait. <laughs> And that opportunity exists. Dwayne Killings will have him over for dinner, and it'll be a big market reunion. Thanks, Tim. See you guys. TVV, three-time sportscaster of the year, joins Homer and Tony each and every Thursday right here on 94.5 ESPN. We're going to give you that discount liquor Twitter poll question of the day. That's coming up next. Homer and Tony, 94.5 ESPN. Where's all my soul, sisters? Let me hear your flow, sisters. Hey, sister, go, sister, soul, sister, flow, I really enjoy subbing on other shows just to see what music they have. This is just a this is a jam. jam. It's a jam. Um, I think Homer and Tony have the most eclectic bumper rotation. Well, so- 
Chris, this is all you, right? Or does Tony give you some feedback? Because we know Homer Tony's, doesn't tell you anything. Tony's right? involved. Homer has zero to do with anything musical. Homer once told me, and yeah. I wish I was making this up, <laughs> that he had never heard an ACDC song ever. And I go, Homer, they play Thunderstruck before every Marquette game ever. And you've been the voice of Marquette for, for 30, 30 years. Yeah, most of the music is 95% T. Smith. He gives me a list of songs. Okay. Who's uh, responsible for Lady Marmalade? Uh, that's T. Smith. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good yeah, but I will, I will pop in uh, songs from time to time if I feel they're warrant what we're discussing as a topic or okay. if I just want to switch it up a little bit. And so far, I think I've only had one song that the Hall of Famer has rejected. And that really? was that was Pitbull. Uh, what? Yeah, Pit was one Pitbull song. It was the uh, uh, Fireball song. He did not like Fireball. <laughs> no, could no, there, could this, there be anything more no, on brand? No, th that song needs to be because Homer part. loves Fireball. Yes. So that's why I played it. 100. Yeah, T Smith did not uh, go for that. No. Exactly. Yeah. No, that song, because of Homer's affinity for Fireball, needs to be a part of this rotation. That's why I played it. But worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Tony did not like it. No. Unbelievable from T. Smith. 800-990-3776. That's the ESPN Milwaukee Talk and Text Line. He's Brian T. I'm Gabe Nigel. We are cousin subbing today for Homer and Tony. They are out in New York. Again, Marquette, victorious today. Woo. Barely. Woo. But hey, a win's a win. Survive the advance in the Big East tournament. They'll play tomorrow against maybe UConn, although the Husky is giving it back right now to Providence. So UConn is up. I can do this. This isn't play by play. They're up sixty-three to fifty-two right now with about four and a half minutes left. Um, the margin was much bigger than that. Providence is, Providence is coming back, but the biggest thing, uh, Aaron Jones is sitting courtside at this game. Packers uh, running back Aaron Jones wearing a UConn jersey his, uh, and a California Angels hat. Yeah, so he was wearing the UConn jersey because his cousin is a member of UConn oh, on the okay. UConn roster, which I did not know uh, until I saw it on the bottom line. So here's what I want. Okay. And I don't want this because it would mean Aaron Rodgers is now a New York Jet. But if that is the outcome that we're going to have to swallow at some point here, I want Aaron Rodgers' first public appearance as a member of the New York Football Jets to be sitting at the most popular place you could be sitting on a Friday night in New York City in early March. That would be courtside at the Big East Tournament. His first public appearance as a Jet could be sitting next to Aaron Jones, who's a UConn <laughs> fan, at a Marquette-UConn game at Madison Square Garden. Show it to me, Aaron. Unfortunately, Aaron's aligned himself with Wisconsin. He's yeah, always but, a Badger guy because of Andy. Yeah, North. But, well, is he going to show up in an NIT game? Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just a fact <laughs> yeah, of the matter. No, it, it is what it is. Uh, so our Discount Liquor Twitter poll of the day. One of two things. One... I guess we could probably even put both of them out there, but I just wanted to run by you, see how you, how you feel. Okay. And feel free to respond, 800-990-3776. One, will the Packers get a first-round pick? Providence within five. It was just nine. Uh, will the Packers get a first-round pick uh, for Aaron Rodgers if traded to the New York Jets? Or do we just keep it simple? If the Packers, so this got me thinking because TVV said this, that the Packers are making this about Jordan Love and their belief in Jordan Love, at least right now, right now, publicly, that's what they're doing, trying to make this about their belief in Jordan Love. Do you believe in Jordan Love? Yes or no? I like both. And my answers would be to each of those discount liquor Twitter questions. Uh, no, I don't think the Packers are getting a first round pick in return for Aaron Rodgers. I, I think a second or a conditional second is probably the highest you're going to get. 
Um, and in terms of Jordan Love, you have no choice but to believe in him if you're a Green Bay Packers fan. What are you going to do? Actively root against the kid come well, week no, one? But, so, so that's what makes it tricky, I guess, because if you answer no to that question, like you're going to be painted in an anti-Jordan Love corner. But I can't answer yes, I believe in Jordan Love. I can't believe, like, I'm just going to supposed to have blind faith in this guy? Here's, it's, it, it's not blind, and here's what I, mostly, again. Mostly blind. Mostly blind, but here's and what I would derive hope from. turning blind out of the first from. two years. Here's what I would derive hope from. We just talked with TVV Fox 6 Sports about this. He talked about that 63-yard touchdown pass he threw against yep. the Eagles to Christian Watson. Yep. What was special about that pass, in your opinion? Uh, Christian Watson's speed. Well, they, of course, but from Jordan, <laughs> from Jordan Love's perspective, he did something that Aaron Rodgers has not done frequently since Matt Lafleur came to Green Bay, and that is he hit the top of his drop and he let that sucker fly. Yeah, right? I, I think Rodgers does that more than he gets credit. Yeah, for. Yeah, but I think there's an excitement for Packers fans that could and should come along with having a quarterback that's willing to play within the damn system. <sighs> So I know that's a narrative that's out there, and I'm not sure why it exists. I don't know if it's from anti-Rodgers folks, because like along with that narrative comes the, oh, I don't know how much Aaron Rodgers is changing plays. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is playing, changing plays that damn much, because the one thing that I know first and foremost about Aaron Rodgers is he is competitive beyond reason, right? Yes. Like so, So when he then throws Matt LaFleur under the bus... In his season-ending press conference saying, ah, I wasn't a fan of those last three play calls. Well, if he's just changing plays all the time, how come he didn't change sure. one of those three? And I think the difference between what you're thinking and what I'm thinking is Aaron played within the system, certainly, but he also keyed in on his guys, right? Like, when push came to shove this past year, outside of maybe the Cowboys game, it was Alan Lazard he was looking to. For years past, and rightfully so, he was looking for Devontae Adams and maybe missing some other open wide receivers because he was so keyed in on his guy, right? So I think there is something, too, if we're trying to believe in Jordan Love, he doesn't have necessarily those biases coming in. Who's he going to be biased towards? Romeo Dobbs? Like, he's going to play within the system and throw to the guy that's open. Yeah, that's, and that's a good thing. Man, Devontae, like... Again... Aaron Rodgers is still the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers as of 3.56 p.m. Yeah, I mean, Devontae's, like, he's just different, man. Of course. you got to be keying in on that guy. But when he's triple covered, now Lazar's running wide open yeah, okay, over the so, middle like, in a I playoff game. I pretty much to point and... to that one time, right? But, like, oh, just more than once. Also, earlier that season when the Packers, like, got the ball back with no timeouts and the 49ers, one of the best defenses in the NFL over the last five years, Knew Devontae Adams was going to get the ball. Rodgers still got it to him twice. And Devontae still got wide open. Like, Devontae's just always open. He's good. I miss that. I miss that. And, and look, there's certainly potential with Watson and Dobbs and all those things. But they're just... It's different. Let's end it this way. If and when Rodgers news happens one way or the other, we're going to be here for you. Yeah, oh, we're going to be here. ESPN. If we are going to be 11 here. 11.30 tonight, guess what? Gabe Knight's will be on from 12 to 7. I'm, and then 7 to 9. Now that we're facing this moment, I'm just nervous. And you I, don't know, I don't know if I'm ready for the post-Aaron Rodgers era. I really don't know if I am. But I do know this. I'm ready for Skelzo and Brust. They're next. I don't have to do nothing but stay black and die. White people! I will bet anybody. I can't do it. We'll do it live! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! This thing sucks!